Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night. Hope you're having a great Tuesday night. By the way, the Cowboys are in a short week. Not really. It is not a short week. My bad. It's just a Thursday game, but technically it is a regular game, a regular game week because the Cowboys played last Thursday. But I, since the Cowboys are playing on Thursday night, it feels like a weird week because the Cowboys are practicing uh, they had practice today on Tuesday. We'll talk about that because Amari Cooper has not yet been activated by the Dallas Cowboys as they get ready to play the Taysom Hill Saints. That will be exciting as well. But tonight on the show, we'll discuss three changes that we would like to see from the Dallas Cowboys offense now that some starters are back. And I say some because we are not entirely sure about what Amari Cooper's situation is, but we'll discuss it later on the show as well. Thank you guys for joining the show. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about primetime and let's get some more Cowboys fans in this show. Now that more of us are here, we can start the show off officially. Let's go. What is up, everyone? Welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. For a lot more Cowboys content and a lot more Mavericks content, make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas to keep you updated with the latest Cowboys news and analysis and opinion. Make sure you check this website out. Great writers, Cole Patterson, Alec Cash, Shane Carter, and of course, uh, none other than Ian, who also does a great job covering the Mavericks. Adam Holt, you can read his content there as well. Some of my content, I write articles for ADC Sports as well. Make sure you check that out, adcsports.com slash Dallas, as soon as the show is over. Thank you guys for joining the show. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you share the show. I have some thoughts that I want to share with you on these Dallas Cowboys offense. I... Got a, I had a little bit of fun diving into some numbers that I want to share with you, and we'll get into them for sure. What is up, Stephen White? I see you in the chat. Also, Stevie Mac reminding people to hit the like button and share the stream. Dallas Young, what is up? Dario says, must win situation for the Cowboys this Thursday night. And it feels like it, right? If the Cowboys go 7-5, and five, it definitely is not the... It would not be the end of the season, but having lost three out of the last four, you definitely want the Cowboys to bounce back against a Saints offense that has not figured it out lately. They have lost four straight, which is not something that should get you know our hopes up because we said something similar about the Raiders. They had lost three straight last week, before last week. So I agree with that. Maybe... I wouldn't say that the Cowboys season is over if they lose to the Saints and they are in a tough spot with everything that is going on. As Stevie Mac was saying in the chat, everything is a huge mess right now. Coaches going to the COVID list. We don't know what the situation is with Amari Cooper. So 
kind of weird, kind of a weird game. And I, I mean, leading to it, and I wouldn't be surprised if that is the case also when the game actually starts. What is up, Patricia, as well in the chat? Peter Rizzo, Charlene Evans, Jessica, I see all of you guys. Thank you for being here. Uh, LSU football fan videos asking, what do you think of the LSU hire? I was blown away by it. Uh, I really don't have much insight into it more than, you know, I didn't expect Brian Kelly to leave Notre Dame at all. And, hey, they didn't get their guys, so I think that LSU just swung for the fences and they got their guy, and I th that is cool, not going to lie. What is up, Richard, as well, El Pipiripao, as well, over there in YouTube. Chris Rocha saying, it's definitely a win situation. The division is not out of reach for Washington and Philly. And to me, more than being concerned about the division, I, I think that it feels more like a must-win situation because of the Cowboys' morale right now and the fact that you want to forget about that rough, rough November and you want to go... You want to get a streak going in December and January. Like, I was watching the Colts versus the Bucks game last weekend on Sunday. And after the win, the announcers were talking about the Bucks getting a hot streak going. And that Tom Brady knew that this was a time of the year in which you had to find your identity and really start putting together wins. And I think that the Cowboys know that as well. So... It does feel like it is a situation in which the Cowboys are desperate for a win, even though it wouldn't be the end of the season if they get to 7-5. and five. The thing is, you were 6-1, and one, and now you're 7-4, and four, so you definitely want a win right now. Anyways, in order to get that win, here are three changes that I would like to see from the Dallas Cowboys offense. There are three, and these are a little bit more specific, maybe, not about getting CeeDee Lamb back or getting Amari Cooper back. Assuming that the starters are back. These are the three changes that I would like to see from the Cowboys. And we will begin with giving this offense a little bit of more pre-snap motion. And I was looking at the rates. Now, I will tell you the truth. Uh, these numbers that I will show you for the pre-snap motion rate. No, more specifically, motion at the snap rate. Because... It is a little bit different. A lot of teams run motion, but not at the moment of the snap. These are motion at the snap rates. And these are from last week, to be honest with you. I did not find any updated numbers for the entire NFL on this. So I went with the ones after week 11. And I was really surprised by how low the Cowboys rank in this stat. They are actually a bottom five team in the NFL when it comes to motion at the snap. And I was surprised by this because I feel like we have seen a lot of motion, but maybe the players are set before the snap. But I still think that the Cowboys should get a little bit more of that. I think I would like Kellen Moore to mix in a little bit of that. And I was, I was you know, looking at the numbers and I try to match where the top five teams rank in terms of offensive DVOA and where the bottom five teams in motion at the snap rate rank in terms of offensive DVOA. And I think that the results were quite interesting. If you can take a look at the screen, the top five teams in the NFL are the 49ers, the Ravens, the Packers, Rams, and surprisingly, the, the Washington football team. Among those teams that use the most motion at the snap, three of them are in the top five in terms of offensive DVOA. 
the 49ers that rank at a surprisingly high number three. And I think that if you take a look at the at the 49ers, they are a very interesting offense because they get a lot of their yards after the catch. But anyways, three teams from the from the top five in motion at the snap rate. Three of those teams are in the top five of offensive DVOA. And if you take a look at the bottom five, you will see that only one offense ranks in the top 10, and that is the Dallas Cowboys that are actually 31st in motion at the snap rate. That is something that I would like the Cowboys to increase during the next few weeks. The Patriots, by the way, are at number 11 in terms of offense for the entire season. And I am pretty sure that if you filter that for the past few weeks, the Patriots would rank much higher because they are finding themselves and Mac Jones is doing a great job. So that is number one for me. I would like the Cowboys to get a, a little bit more creative in terms of motion. And I am all for what Kellen Moore has done this season, but I was surprised by the Cowboys ranking 31st because look at that bottom five. You have the Giants, the Eagles, and the Jaguars in that bottom five. So I, I do want the Cowboys to increase their motion at this nap. Skins are coming on to Steam Sweden, of course, referring to Washington. Uh, anything to throw off the opponent's defense. We are too predictable on film, says Richard Dilly. I don't know if you guys, and I don't have the exact numbers right now, but the, the Cowboys, I was looking at this number that John Owning from PFF tweeted out. And it was something like Terence Steele, every time that he's in a two-point stance, 70% of the time they throw the football. I'm not entirely sure if I'm correct with these numbers, but it was a trend like that. Like every time the Terence Steele is in this particular stance, 70% of the time this happens. And I was blown away by that number because coaches find out every one of these details week to week. I, I was listening to a Chuck Pagano interview on the Pat McAfee show not that long ago, and I remember Pat McAfee saying, and that is why coaches do not see their families. And it was a joke from him because he was with Chuck, but it is true. Like Coaches obsess about every single one of these details, and if the Cowboys are you know, are a little bit predictable in, in this, it will cost them down the road. Yeah, Brent Irvin is out for the season. Charlene Evans, it was actually announced by her wife on Twitter today, earlier about at noon, I think it was. But yeah, Brent Irvin out for the season. And it's a huge blow for the Cowboys defense. Even though he was not a full-time starter, he was important for the Cowboys run defense. And he was doing he was doing a, a, a very good job, in my opinion. But Brent Irvin now is done for the year. I want the Cowboys to get a new owner. Owner, just thumb down his burner account. Too big of an ask? I think it is. Quite big of an ask. Anyways, moving to number two. Moving to number two. The, the number two change that I would like to see from the Dallas Cowboys is maybe a little bit basic, but I was also surprised about how low this number is for the Cowboys. I would like to see more play action from them. They rank 23rd in the NFL, and we have talked about the Cowboys' struggles in the run game recently, and this might have a little bit to do with it because a lot of people would assume that play action only helps you open up the pass, but it also kind of helps you open up the run game. The Cowboys are 23rd in the NFL at 20% in terms of play action rate. These numbers are via profootballreference.com. The league average is 23%. So the Cowboys are quite below the league average. I would like to see 
more play action from the Dallas Cowboys. By the way, Ezekiel Elliott might play on Thursday night versus the Saints. He was a full participant today after there were some rumors on the Cowboys thinking about asking Ezekiel Elliott to sit. Elliott came out and said, they haven't asked me such a thing. And now it's sounding like the Cowboys are ready to give Zeke a workload on Thursday night. Now, number three, and my final change that I would like to see from the Cowboys offense, I have talked about this recently in ADC Sports Dallas primetime, but I would like to see more 12 personnel. I remember about on week six, week seven, we talked about this on the show, how efficient they were doing it. They have been one of the teams to use it the most in the 2021 season. That has changed dramatically over the past few weeks because from week number one to week number six, they were using 12 personnel, one running back and two tight ends on the field at a 33% rate. They were one of only six teams to use it over 30%. That has changed so much over the past few weeks. From week seven to week 12, they are at 21% after being at 33 for the first six weeks of the season. And that 21% right now ranks below the league average over that span at 22%. So the Cowboys abandoned 12, uh, 12 personnel. And I don't know if this is the reason why the Cowboys run game has not been efficient, but I would definitely think that it is a factor in how the Cowboys have stopped running the football as efficiently as they were after the first during the first few weeks of the season. And they used a little bit of 12 personnel versus the versus the Raiders on Thanksgiving, but it wasn't a lot. It was they, they used it, I think, in about 10 plays. Most of them came in the first half. They abandoned it later later in the game. I would like the Cowboys to use it a little bit more going forward. That is says, man, it's going to be a close game. And actually a little bit surprised at the betting spread. The betting spread is at four and a half right now. The Cowboys are, of course, favorites, even though they are on the road for this game. I, I really don't know what to think about the Saints because I am I am concerned about everything that is going on with the Cowboys, like the COVID cases, the entire adjustment that the coaches will have to go through on game day without Mike McCarthy. I'm concerned about all of that. But then again, it is the New Orleans Saints, and they have struggled a lot to get going on offense. But they are getting, you know, they're getting Alden Kamara back. They're making a switch at quarterback. It is all pointing toward Taysom Hill starting at quarterback for the Saints. But I will actually jump a topic on tonight's show, and I will tell you where I think the Cowboys have a big advantage over the Saints. Demarcus Lawrence is aiming to come back on Thursday night. So is, of course, I mean, Randy Gregory, but not yet. The guy that is coming back for Thursday night is Demarcus Lawrence, according to reports. It might not be official yet, but that is the expectation. So the Cowboys are getting that pass rusher back. Michael Parsons has been killing it as a pass rusher so far, and we talked about this on Sunday. The reason why Michael Parsons is getting compared to Lawrence Taylor and you might be a little bit outraged with that comparison, but I actually wrote an article on adcsports.com slash Dallas with some numbers that kind of, you know, back it up. Not in terms of who Michael Parsons is going to end as when his career is 
all said and done. But hey, so far as a rookie, Michael Parsons is being insanely impressive. So if you want to check that article out, go to adcsports.com slash Dallas. But anyways, the point is the Cowboys will have D-Law and Parsons going after a Taysom Hill that is getting his first start this season after getting that super contract deal. And here is where the Cowboys have the edge on this game. On Thursday, on Tuesday, excuse me, Turn Armstead, left tackle, and Ryan Ramchick, right tackle, did not practice for the Saints. We knew about Turn Armstead that he was not practicing, but I found the fact that Ryan Ramsick did not practice today a little bit important because he did practice yesterday. He didn't play last week versus the Vils. He was a limited participant on Monday, and then he missed practice today. So the Saints might be without their starting tackles for this game on Thursday night, and that would be huge for the Cowboys defense that is getting Demarcus Lawrence back on Thursday night. The way that Michael Parsons has rushed the passer, the Cowboys would need to get after Taysom Hill all game long and really just try to make him pay on his first start this season. And as Tommy is saying, a little bit of more good news for the Cowboys, Gallimore and Gregory might be back next week. At least that is what Jerry Jones has been saying on the radio this week. Love the show, says Paul, but you really need to sleep more. Your eyes are black. Slow down, son, says Paul. I don't know. I mean, I do get my eight hours of sleep. Don't worry, Paul. <laughs> I appreciate your concerns. But yeah, I've always had that. I don't know why. I've always had my, what do they call it? Like crow, crow eyes, I think. But hey, I, I do get my eight hours of sleep. I can tell you that. But I appreciate the concern, Paul. You know what I think it is? I think it is the finals week. We are getting the we are getting the the exams done this week here on school on college. So we're we're we might be a little bit all in this week. Hey Paul, thank you for being in the show. <laughs> it was a good comment. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Charlene Evans saying Cooper not over COVID yet. They said he still has symptoms, and it has been such a weird situation. By the way, the Amari Cooper thing because Jerry Jones on the radio saying that they are fully expecting Amari Cooper to be back. And then Mike McCarthy saying that they're not quite sure about it yet. So I am concerned about that as well. Amari Cooper, not a sure thing so far for the Cowboys. And actually, <laughs> Bernard Account saying he's a college student, man, cut him some slack. <laughs> hey, we're, we're close to being done with college. We're close. By June, we will be gone from college. Anyways, here's my question from me to you guys in the chat. From 1 to 10, what is your confidence level on Cowboys versus the Saints if Amari Cooper doesn't play? I'm interested in knowing your answers because it is a weird game. Like if Amari Cooper does not play and you head over to the Superdome with Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamp, Cedric Wilson as your starting three wide receivers, without Mike McCarthy, without Joe Philbin, yet another change at the offensive line because even though I believe that Lyle Collins is the best right tackle on the team, like it's another change in a span of three weeks. So it does feel like a weird game. And I think that even though the Saints are struggling as bad as they are, I was hoping, I, I was expecting a little bit of this. 
a little bit of low answers. Stevie Mac goes six and a half. Tom down his burner account says, even with Cooper tree, four, four, seven for Dario. Beryl says five and Dallas John goes with a seven. I will stay with a six. Like everything tells me that the Cowboys should win this football game. But it's fair to have a, a shred of a doubt, right? Without Mike McCarthy, without as many coaches, we have seen teams miss a lot of coaches in the season so far, including the Saints, and the results have not always been the best. So I will say, I will go up to seven because I do trust the Cowboys' talent to get it done on Thursday night. I will go up to, to seven. But if Amari Cooper does not play, man, that is a concerning thing because the Saints do have a good cornerback in Marshawn Latimer. And I do believe that Marshawn Latimer can shadow a lot of receivers. I would be interested in seeing how the Saints play with Latimer if Amari Cooper does not play. Like, will they put him on, on CeeDee Lamp or Michael Gallup? I'm interested in finding that out. But Latimer is a top-tier cornerback. Even though he's coming from a very bad game versus the Bills, he is still one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, I believe. Maybe not in that elite conversation because he has had his ups and downs throughout his career, but I think that Latimer is a top-tier guy in the league. I think Dan Quinn will fire up the squad, says Dallas Junk. Hey, it, it, it feels like that. Tommy says, I won't be too confident about the Cowboys getting it done without Amari Cooper. They have shown in the past few weeks that the offense has struggled without Cooper, even with Lamb on the field. And I was thinking about that today. This is a good, a, a good comment from Tommy. In the first half versus the Chiefs, the Cowboys offense was struggling. I mean, throughout the entire game. But once that Lamb was ruled out, you kind of understood why. But even without, even with Lamp on the field, the Cowboys were struggling without Cooper. So that is a good point from Tommy. So I will go with a seven. I will go with a seven. Uh, Jessica says same. Richard says if they establish the run game and stick with it, his impact will only be a five. Here's the problem, though, and I'm not being, uh, you know, pes uh, pessimistic. I'm being like, here's here's my question. The Cowboys' run game has not been efficient at all So in the past few weeks. I, I really do think that for the Cowboys' run game to bounce back, the Cowboys' passing game has to be your, you know, your, your tipping point. Like The Cowboys need to get it going in the pass game in order to open up the run game, even though conventional wisdom will tell, you, will, will tell us otherwise. And that is one of the reasons why I want the Cowboys to run more play action and more, and more motion at the snap. It will be interesting. Amari Cooper, we, we really don't know if he will play or not. The Cowboys travel on Wednesday. So by, by tomorrow, we will know. He needs to practice tomorrow according to what the Cowboys have said on interviews and press conferences for him to make it. Mike McCarthy said if he does not practice on Wednesday, I really have a tough time seeing him be in the game. I am not betting against Cooper, though. I think that he gets it done. I, I mean, I have my doubts, of course, but Amari Cooper is one of those guys. I know that with the sickness, it is you know difficult to do so, but this seems to be more of a conditioning issue. At least that's what I understood from Todd Archer's uh, tweets from ESPN. I think this is more of a conditioning issue for Amari Cooper 
more than, you know, him still being sick with COVID-19. McCarthy mentioned a cough, though, which was interesting. It, it all has been so weird with the Amari Cooper coverage. If I had to bet right now, I was going to say if I were a betting man, but you guys already know that I am. Uh, if I were a betting man, I, I would bet that he plays on Thursday night. Maybe I'm being an optimist, though. We will know by tomorrow. We will know for tomorrow's show, which, by the way, will feature betting the Cowboys, a blind recap segment, and one cool thing. So start thinking about your one cool thing. Because I always struggle to come up with some. So, uh, yeah. And I'm trying to get a, a, an interesting, different kind of interview for next week. We'll see if we can make that happen. Because it will be a long week for the Cowboys after they play the Saints on Thursday night. And I don't know about you, but I kind of hate long weeks. I might even hate them more than bye weeks. They just throw me off. But anyways, uh, Tom Downey's burner account says Dallas is limping in. Leads the NFL in COVID cases and penalties. This is who they have been for so long. Just don't see a vast difference. Uh, over here, we have another comment on Facebook. Love them, boys. Win or lose, they steal my team, Dallas Cowboys, for life. Yeah, hey, hopefully hopefully the Cowboys can get it going on, uh, in December and they prove to be a different team from last year's, uh, from recent years, more than anything. Now... Speaking of December football, let's get a gauge on how Cowboys Nation is feeling about the Dallas Cowboys team as we head into December football. This is the most important month of the year for the Cowboys. They played two games in January. They played the Cardinals and the Eagles to close out the season. But I think that it is in December when we will find out what the Dallas Cowboys are truly about. They don't face any top-tier teams. They face the Saints. They face Washington twice and the Giants. So we might not see them against top-tier competitors. But if they win out on, in December, like the confidence in the Dallas Cowboys will be back, I believe. If they can close out the season, say, with a 5-1 and one record, for example, I think it would be fair to have some confidence on this team going into the playoffs as legit NFC contenders. And I say this specifically because of what we have talked about all year long. This is a competitive NFC. The Packers are seemingly figuring things out. The Rams are struggling. They have lost three straight. I thought they were going to bounce back on Sunday. Even with a loss, I would have thought that maybe they bounced back, but they didn't. And Matthew Stafford is playing poorly lately. And I think that a big reason for their three-game losing streak has to do a lot with Matthew Stafford. The Bucs are seemingly, you know, clicking right now, but they don't see their pass defense is a big question mark. The Cardinals, they have a legit defense, but we don't know who they are really because we have not seen Kyler Murray in a long time. They have won games with Kyler Murray. Don't get me without Kyler Murray, excuse me, don't get me wrong. But what I mean is, what is this team's ceiling? With with Murray on their center, what is their true ceiling? So, hey, if the Cowboys can get it going in December, in January, I would feel confident about them heading into the playoffs. I don't see any dominant team in the NFC. And I think that the Cowboys can take advantage of that if they start clicking. So, the question is, what is your Cowboys record projection after a 7-4 and four start? I remember before the season started that a lot of people were saying, 
either 10 and 6 or 11 and 5. That was, uh, or uh, excuse me, 11 and 6 or, or 10 and 7. I, you know, I mixed these 18 regular, the 18 week regular season. <laughs> but yeah, what is your projection after a 7 and 4 start for the Dallas Cowboys? And I, I like this comment. Bill Purcell said, you know what kind of a team you are after Thanksgiving. Just don't see Dallas just turning it on and playing good, smart football now. But if we base that on, on the win-loss record, the Cowboys are pretty much in line with a lot of NFC teams, which is what is interesting to me. Richard says, Stafford putting too much on his shoulders, and that is something that I also agree with. 10-7, and seven, says Bronner's account. Charlene Evans goes with a 11-6, 11-6, 11-6. I am between two possible outcomes. I am between 11 and 6, you know, maybe losing to the Cardinals late in the year and another game that we do not expect. That would be like the most realistic answer to me. But I don't know if I'm feeling optimist today or what, but I will I will go with a high 12 and 5. I think that the Cowboys can close out the season with a 5 and 1 with a 5 and 1 run. I might be a little bit of, of an optimist in this, but I, I look at it objectively and I can see the Cowboys beating the Saints on Thursday night. I can see them beating the Washington football team twice. I am not scared about Washington. I'm not scared about the Giants either. The Eagles, I might be a little bit scared about. Football team versus the Giants. But, like, they have a dominant offensive line. I can see them getting it going versus the Cowboys to close out the season if the Cowboys are in a soft spot as well. But I will say 12 and 5. I will say 12 and 5. And I think the loss could come versus the Cardinals. 12 and 5, says Richard. Charles Moore also goes with a 12 and 5. Roy Fletcher says 12 and 5. We're getting healthy at the right time. And that is something that I agree with. I say, says Jessica, if Amari Cooper comes back, then maybe 12 and 5. So I would assume that if he doesn't come back, maybe a lot of people are expecting the Cowboys to lose versus the Saints. Daddy also with a 12 and 5. All right. So most people between a, an 11 and 6 and a 12 and 5. So maybe, maybe 11 and 6 is more realistic. Maybe, maybe it is more realistic. Richard says all the remaining teams are going to come after them it won't be easy it definitely will not definitely will not be easy the cowboys so here's how i see it if the cowboys get to the playoffs with an 11 and 6 record we would feel about them as a team that can do some damage in the in the nfc during the playoffs but if they get to the playoffs and i know that i mean with a 12 and 5 record i think that the perception for them would be they are a legit contender they can beat anybody in the NFC. And with a little bit of luck, they might make a Super Bowl run, right? That is, I mean, super difficult to predict who will actually make a, a, a deep run. But if the Cowboys get to the playoffs 12-5, and five, if they close out the season 5-1, and one, I think that confidence, the confidence will be there like it was before November happened for the 2021 Dallas Cowboys. Hopefully, that ends up being the case. Gavin says, well, Dak is 11-6 and six December and January during his career, so hopefully he plays well from here on out. Hopefully he does. 
And I can tell you after watching the old 22, and I think I mentioned this yesterday, but after watching the old 22 of the Raiders game, I feel so much better about Dak Prescott. He has to make that throw to Noah Brown. He, he really does have to make that throw. But man, the, the, the passes that he put together in that fourth quarter to Dalton Schultz, to Cedric Wilson, that was just so insane from Dak Prescott. So, hey, I'm betting on Dak to bounce back. And I'm betting on the Cowboys offense to, you know, in a fitting way, bounce back as well as an entire unit. But anyways, guys, that will be it for me tonight here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you share the show. Make sure you visit adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys content and more Mavericks content. If you missed the Micah Parsons, Lawrence Taylor show here on, on Primetime, either check it out, but also check out the article that I wrote on adcsports.com because I think I did a good job putting some numbers together to really try to display how good Michael Parsons, how well Michael Parsons is playing right now. So check that out, and I will see you tomorrow night. We will give, uh, we will hand out predictions for the Dallas Cowboys versus the Saints. It is our final show of the week tomorrow, so we'll also have one cool thing as every Wednesday. So packed show. Thank you guys in the chat. Thank you for being here. Thank you for the good luck on the finals. We are doing the best that we can. Now go study, this is Roy Fletcher. Nah, I'm done for today. I'm just, I'm going to rest a little bit. I'm going to be honest with you. And by rest, I mean maybe watch some more Cowboys tape. We don't know. Actually, Saints tape. I want to I watch some Taysom Hill games. Let's see what we can find there. Anyways, uh, I've, I've studied both of them. Burner account, thank you for the question. I've studied both of them. Uh, interesting. Black Scholes more than anything, though. Black Scholes more than anything. Oh, hey, your witch is my command, Richard. Just because you asked, I will have a beer. Your witch is my command. <laughs> Anyways, guys, make sure you hit the like button, share the show, and I will see you tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central. Follow me on Twitter at MAUNFL, also M-A-U-N-F-L, and check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. Thank you, guys. Have a good night.